When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bark yo, outside. Yo. It's dark Ooh, outside, boy. and we're barking. <laughs> we're barking. No it's dark after dark. We're back. Uh, Roos and I took kind of a month-long vacation uh, from doing this particular show. We missed it. Um, we've we've got, got to kind of wet our beak, and uh, last night I guess a little bit on uh, on uh, the Georgia show, and uh, um, goofed off a little bit there. But there, you make, make no mistake. If you enjoyed last night's Georgia show with me and Roos acting like fools. We've got limitless amount of that tomfoolery in us. So, it's really uh, all we're good at. It's really we, it really we have is. we have nothing else to offer, to be honest. Yeah, with it really you. is. I mean, <laughs> I'm good at nothing else, and really not even that good at that. Um, but uh, actually, I am. I'm good at eating and gaining weight. Really good. Uh, you, at that. You, and and I should say, you've been a successful father to this point. Well, um, they're not dead. Well, I mean, you have a lot of them. you're a virile young Um, man yeah but uh you know none of them are none of them are are, uh, have been kidnapped and they're all alive so i guess i'm pretty good at rearing them as well um but may welcome back to bark after dark we really appreciate you guys being here tonight um we are set to have uh get a little bit i'm I'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit worried about it i know i sounded like porky pig there for a second kind of looked like him too but uh i i I'm a little worried about Joseph Jonah Janye. Hadn't heard from him this evening. Um, he was he was all jacked to kind of come on with us and and you know hang out. But uh, ever since I sent him the link to join us, I haven't heard back from him. So we might just be filibustering here uh, at some point. I don't know. Uh, you never know what the what the young man's got going on. He's got more important things to do than hang out with schmucks like us. I know that. But uh, I would uh, I would agree completely. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, when you get a boost in the on three hundred rankings like he did today. Um, <clears throat> this may not be your top priority, but we certainly hope that he will be here, uh, in short order. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. And it, what a month, man. It's been, uh, you know, you and I took the month off and it's been kind of crazy since, um, in terms of the recruiting trail. Um, you know, I, we've talked about this, I think a little bit in that first episode, but like you kind of brought me into this whole world and, um, there's nothing that I can really point to that's been anything like what we've just uh, just what we've just seen, to be honest with you. No, I, I've never experienced anything like it. And I know that the five and eight days was one thing. Um, but, you know, you go back to the you can go back to the what was it? Is it 15 and in, in less than two months? Yes. Yeah, it was like six weeks. Uh, it was six weeks. Uh, what Raiola was like May 15th, I think. It and was that yeah. the whole thing rolling. Yeah, it did. And um, it's been kind of one right after the other, right after the other. Uh, when Raola committed, Georgia had one, I believe, one commitment on the offensive or defensive line. Um, that was uh, Malachi Tolliver. Um, now they've got 10 on the offensive and defensive lines combined. Um, it's pretty incredible. Maybe nine, nine or 10. 10. It's 10. They got four well, defensive they got, linemen. They got, six o, they got six OL. Yes. And then uh, six OL Jordan and four Green. Uh, who am I missing here? Uh, Joseph Jonah Janye and uh, the Nigerian Nightmares. Oh, and uh, yeah, and, and Agboko. N- Namdi Agboko, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, Christian Okoye leaving a legacy there with the Nigerian Nightmare nickname. Um, really, you know, excited to ask JJA about that uh, here in a little bit. Hopefully he joins us if you're out there listening. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a little bat signal here, but uh, hey, what you drinking? You got any, got any bevs going? Yeah. So, uh, tonight I'm drinking, uh, one of my favorite beers and, uh, not a beer that you run into a lot, but, uh, it's a hams. Uh, I'm yeah. drinking a hams. Uh, 
from the land of sky blue waters up there in Minnesota. Um, and uh, learned to love that beer at Hilo, one of my favorite spots in Athens, Georgia, um, when I still lived there. And they kept it on. They kept it on all the time. They always had it in the cooler. There was a guy who drank it consistently. And one day I said, hey, what, what do you like about that beer? And he said, man, it's the cheapest beer they got here. And it tastes pretty good. And so uh, yeah. I gave it a run. And he was right. It does taste pretty good. What are you sipping on tonight? I just same old ranch water. Uh, you know, just uh, it's kind of what I keep on hand. Run. We're gonna have to break you out. No, I'm not in a rut. I had a classic city lager yesterday. Oh, um, nice. Okay. I'm just, I don't know, man. I, like I've told you before, I got this thing with beer. And if you're in the comments and you want to share with me if you have the same problem as well, go ahead. But I've got this beer. If I have like one too many, and when I say one too many, I don't mean I get inebriated, I mean like I get a little bit of a buzz or, or whatever. I, man, it's like I've got, I have midnight menopause is what I call it. I, I wake up in the middle of the night. I've got hot flashes. I can't go back to sleep. Um, like I just, I, like I, I'll, the, I did it a little while back. I play golf, right? Play golf, um, you know, had, you know, seven or eight beers or whatever over the course of the round. Um, you know, the uh, neighbor drove, uh, dropped me off at the house, whatever. Um, we, uh, you know, hanging out go to bed, wake up in the middle of the night, sweating like a, I mean, just, you know, like a, you know, you know, prostitute in church. And none and of the cucumber next, patch I've heard. Yeah. And <laughs> and next thing I know, like I'm, it's two o'clock in the morning. I can't go back to sleep. So I just get up and start watching TV. Um, and I'm up the rest of the time, you know, I mean, I'm up till, you know, eight or nine o'clock the next night. So I don't know, man, it's, it's something weird there with the beer, but I don't have that problem with the old tequila um, to kill you. Uh, as uh, as my man Steve Patterson used to call it all the time, man Steve Patterson. If you guys don't remember the old school of the dog, we pen, should get a whole show one day for Steve. We should oh get Steve God, on here is, one night. To be honest with you, yeah. Oh man, there is no telling the astrology we would talk about and the and the Norse mythology. It would be incredible. Uh, Steve, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's you're gonna make me pivot to that one before this is over with but I, i'll tell it but two things on steve patterson one um me and steve used to convene at the royal peasant you should and, probably introduce who steve is just so we're yeah clear. so steve was the steve founded ugasports.com and the dog vent um steve was one of the granddaddies of georgia team sites and um i will not let any disrespect come upon his name because that fool hired me he wasn't very smart in doing so but he hired me and that's what that's the only reason we're all here right now me and roos um hired roos too uh but um so he used to he used to hey meet me at the royal peasant and at the time i didn't live very far from the royal peasant so i'd meet him over there and i tell you what man i've never met a man that would just say hey let's go to this english pub you want a tequila shot and the, the first thing we did, <laughs> hey, you want a shot of Patron? Nothing more, nothing more classically English than a tequila shot. <laughs> yeah, you want a shot of Patron? Yeah, man, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get you to hire me full time. I'll drink, I'll drink battery acid right now if you if you get me out of this high school teaching job, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, Steve, uh, we would do that. It was a blast. We had a good time. Uh, yeah, my uh, one of my kids just. I just swung through here and opened the front door and slammed it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but um, so, yeah, but the, one of the, one of my favorite Steve Patterson stories though, is, is I was still teaching at the time. And uh, I think I was given a test. Uh, I get a call. He calls me three times back to back. I'm like, Oh God, something's going on. So I walk outside and where I can get decent reception in the hallway right outside of my classroom. And I answer the phone and he goes, I answer and say, hey, man, what's up? What have I told you about throwing axes? And the things going through my head at this point are, is this a euphemism? Did I, did I say something I shouldn't have said on Twitter? Um, did I say something I shouldn't have said on the board? Like I'm sitting here thinking, he goes, I just ordered some throwing axes <laughs> from, from Scandinavia or something like that. They'll be here on Tuesday. You want to come over and throw axes with me? Very eccentric man, um, but man, when he when he said that, I, I was like, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" But uh, did you th um, did, did you go throw the axes with him? Uh, 
I don't think I actually threw them. I did go over to his house one time just to kind of hang out, and we all sat around the backyard, and he showed me the axes, but the kids were around. Um, so. <laughs> nothing, nothing worse than a toddler with an axe lodged in his brain. Yeah, there so. you go. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was what it was. But, uh, no, I, I do I do love me some Steve, and, and he's kind of come through some stuff since uh, – since that and um you know i think he's down in costa rica now or something like that um kind of living a life maybe down in brazil or colombia um some exotic central american or south american locale i do somebody should write a book on steve i think he's written his own book oh well i need to get on amazon i believe he's written a memoir i need to get on amazon and purchase that steve is uh it, one of the more unique people. I didn't get to spend as much time with him as you did. Um, there was kind of the transitory phase of uh, UGA sports, but I uh, got to meet him a couple times and um, got nothing but good things to say about the guy. Man, was uh, was so kind to me during that time, and um, really appreciate everything he did. Yeah, man, my dude. Uh, did you ever have to go fetch a check out of the mailbox? Well, buddy, did I? That was most of yeah. the time that I spent with Steve Patterson was going to fetch the check out of the mailbox, and he would come out in a lot of those cases, and uh, we would ch- we would talk and chop it up, and um, you know, it was uh, it, it, I think it was an interesting time in his life, and it was in mine too, and um, yeah. So, uh, but I, you know, I valued those conversations, and um, you know, I was I was glad that you know I, I got a chance to spend some time with him. Hope to again, to be honest with you. Uh, and if you and yeah. listen, if you if you if you like if you like Dogs HQ, you like Dogs Two Four Seven, you like UGA Sports, you like Dog Nation, you like Georgia recruiting coverage at all. Steve Patterson was that dude, man. Like he he got it all started. started for you. Like that's an OG of the of the uh, the the media industry. That's where Chad Simmons got his starts. Where Kip Adams got his starts. Where Jay Grow and Jay Grus got their starts. Uh, Mark Schleyball wrote worked for Steve back in the day. Um, a guy that you guys may be familiar with, may not. A guy named Todd Unzicker um, was also involved there. Um, you know, Roddy Nabolsi and, and both Roddy and Dash um, kind of got going under Steve. I'm not saying that was their first job or anything. Both of them had things going on before that. But uh, that's where this whole thing started, man, as far as this market goes. I mean, he, yep. he was the OG in this market um, and, and built something incredible over there. And we compete with them all the time, but, but have a lot of respect for him, too. Uh, that brings me to a point here. Rankings day today. I don't want to talk yeah. about the rankings themselves, but I do want to talk about how big of a lose lose cluster this thing is. I told um, you in this. Yeah. I told I told you in the text I sent you earlier. Like when I was coming up in this, uh, when I first got started, the first probably four or five years of my career, I, I kind of openly expressed to anybody who would listen that what I wanted to do was move into the evaluation piece. And become a national analyst and, and kind of get to pitch in. And I'm really glad, uh, as I am with most things in life, that it didn't play out that way. Um, because Thank like God you said, unanswered prayers. <laughs> Garth Brooks coming through again. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, I, I, I'm with you, man. I, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Uh, these guys, it doesn't matter how you kind of score it. They're not – if they're right, sure, of course they were. And if they're wrong – Oh, it was it was the worst thing ever. Yeah, if they're right, that was your job. If you're wrong, uh, it's a conspiracy, you know? <laughs> and that's kind of the way it works. And listen, I don't fault you for thinking this and that. I mean, it, listen, this whole this whole industry, this whole sports fandom thing is built upon how much do you hate the other team? You know, how much do you you know how much do you really want to beat Florida and Alabama and everything like that? I get it. Um, but I can tell you this, there are a lot of good individuals in this business that do it. And uh, there's no there's no ulterior motives behind it. It's just, you know, you try to come up with a little bit of a system and, and maybe you make exceptions to that system sometimes. Um, and that system's going to fail you because there is no perfect one. And uh, ultimately, that's kind of the way it comes down. I kind of liken it to the whole, you know, RPM, recruiting prediction machine, crystal ball thing is um, – all right, so if you if you do one early and you start flip flopping, then um, everybody's like, "Oh, he's a flip flopper." You know, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or then if you wait until you've got a really good read on it and you're closer to a decision and you think kids going to stick to something, and you make the pick there. Oh, he's just going with the way the wind blows. Um, it, it's tough to get those right too. And and, and listen, 
you know, first world problems here. Um, happy to happy to make as many RPM picks oh, yeah. as you want me. Listen, I'm right now. Um, I am. Uh, I'm accepting a uh, hundred dollars a piece for RPM picks. I'll put Georgia. We'll put the we'll put the we'll put the Venmo in the uh, link description here. So at Jake Road Five on Venmo, send it over. Tell me what you want me to pick, and I will. Pick you're it. about to get scammed, just so you're aware. <laughs> Somebody is about to get. Somebody's about to buy Apple uh, music cards with your stuff. Man. Yeah, there we go. No, it's it, it sucks, I, man. I mean, it does. It's 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 a it's a thankless job. It really is. It's it's everybody wants a five star. Nobody likes the guy who creates the five star or gives the evaluation for the five star. Uh, and that's really how it boils down to every time. Um, you know, I think Charles Power does a fantastic job. I think everybody, uh, for the most part, who who does these um, watches a lot of tape. You know, spends time at these camps, has a chance to see these guys in person. Um, I've never met any of these people that I was like, oh, they have a strong bias against one thing. Now, if you're of that mind that like, do people, evaluators sometimes trust, uh, you know, the evaluations of Nick Saban or Kirby Smart uh, a little bit, and maybe that makes them tune into a guy a little bit more. I would agree yeah. with that. I think that's true. I, I, I think I'm not saying that's crazy at all. Um, but I do think that it doesn't necessarily sway the opinions of a lot of people. And I think you saw that play out today. If Charles Power was going off of just George's evaluations, uh, you probably wouldn't have had as many guys slide as you did. Now, not that they were big slides, um, but he would have boosted every single one of them up if you believe that that was the conspiracy theory. Um, right. And it, it's, you know, it is. It's tough, man. It's a, it's a, Like I said, it's a thankless job. Everybody loves a five-star. Nobody likes the people behind the five-stars. And and listen, the the long lost estranged son of the Russian from the Pine Barrett episode of The Sopranos is now up to the two hundred and one overall prospect in the country. Marcus Harrison from upstate New York is. I was uh, I was shocked by that. Has flown up the rankings. Has yeah. absolutely flown up the rankings. Um, Roos, we talked about a new sponsor last night on the Georgia Show, and we said it was apropos for Bark in the Dark, and that's because it's Bird Dog. Take it away. All right, listen. All right, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you here. Uh, we got the banner running under it. It's birddogs.com slash dogs. All right, you need to uh, get over, check it out. Um, use our promo code. It's co promo code dogs, uh, but you can use this link as well. Um, so they came to us and they said, hey, look, we want to sponsor the show. And I immediately messaged back and said, this is going to be the easiest sell of my life because I am the biggest bird dogs fan in America. There's no question about it. The only reason I'm not wearing bird dogs in this moment is because today was laundry day and my bird dogs <laughs> are dirty. All right. As a recruiting analyst, a guy who's been doing this for years and years and years, I've had to stand out in the heat. I've had to get out there and listen, it gets, I'm not even going to get into specifics, but it gets funky out there. All right. When you got the heat, when you got that summer humidity going, bird dogs will keep you cool. They'll keep you looking good. You'll be looking fresh. You go home, you take off your sweaty T-shirt, you put on a nice T-shirt over it, you're ready to go out again. Um, bird dogs, I couldn't be more excited that they're a part of the program. Uh, the stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and your leg give you a truly sculpted look. And listen, they're just going to keep you dry. That's what I got to say, all right? They're going to keep you looking good. And the biggest compliment that I can give bird dogs I've had mine for probably going on about eight or nine years now. I've kept very few pieces of clothing that long. Um, my bird dogs still hold up, still fantastic. Love them to death. Birddogs.com slash dogs. Get over, use our promo code. It's dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and uh, give them some love too, man, because they are a fantastic product, a fantastic company. They stand behind everything they make, and everything that I've gotten from them has been aces for years and years at this point. So uh, go check them out. And the man has joined us. Another aces aces, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and get this on Georgia commit. Joseph, Jonah, Ajanye joining us here tonight on bark after we're dark. Sporting some Georgia threads. Sporting some Georgia yeah, threads. Yeah. 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 Came on, with man. the gear too. Came with the gear. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> 
Joseph, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I know it's been probably a crazy uh, couple of weeks, just in general. Um, I, you know, we won't get too much into this whole recruiting thing, but just kind of take us back, man. How did it all get started? How did it come to the point where you decided Georgia was the spot? Um, to be honest, when um, I felt Georgia was the spot was on my first visit, on my unofficial. On the last day, I was like, yeah, this is it. Because just all the hospitality, you know, the people, and then the potential that I have mixed with the tools that they have, it could make me a really good player, you know, make a lot of money in this game. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, you know, <laughs> one of the things that stands out to me, Joseph, about you and uh, your game and is really just the length of time that you've been doing this, which is not very long. You're new to this thing, man. Yeah. The progression, how do you discover football? How do you kind of fall into this thing? How do you, how does somebody, who was the first person who came up to you and said, Hey, you ever thought about uh, maybe putting your hand in the dirt and hitting somebody in the mouth? Yeah, so my uncle, when I first um, moved to America, a couple months living in here, I went to go visit him, and he was watching a game, and I just asked him questions, and then he was like, you would make a perfect football player when you're older. But at the time, you know, I didn't want to play football. I wanted to play mm -hmm. basketball because my dad played basketball. So that's what I wanted to do. But... I didn't actually start playing until my coach, my freshman year, pushed me to play. So that's how it all started. You know, since that time, I guess, what's been kind of the biggest adjustment for you? Um, you know, you you talked about you, you wanted to kind of go into it playing basketball. You you play football now. You know, was it the physicality? Was it the the bigger team? Was it, you know, I guess, what were the the, the harder pieces for you to pick up maybe? Um, physicality was not a problem, but <laughs> I feel like the hard stuff was definitely getting my technique right, you know, since I was so new to the game at the time. As of right now, my technique is very good and very refined, but back then, I didn't have any technique. I used the same moves, just the same bull rush, but I changed that during my sophomore going into my junior year, so yeah. So basketball was kind of where it started. Was that kind of, as far as sports goes, was that your first love? I mean, was that the, what really got you into maybe like competition just in general? Yeah, that was my first love. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What, what did you uh, play? I mean, what, what, what positionally in basketball, what are we talking about here? I mean, I, I assume power forward, uh, if not center. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, would, I would say I would not want to go down in the paint with you. Yeah, power forward and center. <laughs> okay now in terms of basketball how good were you like was it ever a point where you're just kind of like man I'm, I'm pretty you know I can hoop a little bit you know um I was decent I was very talented it was just all talent really right I, I wasn't all flashy and whatnot I can't dribble I can shoot though <laughs> I can rebound yeah do a layup but I can't dribble so right I was so take so take me back. At, at what age did you move to the states from Nigeria? Oh, how seven. old were you? Okay. Seven. Do you remember? Do you remember Nigeria at all? Do you remember like growing up there at all, and and kind of what it was like? And and tell us, man, because I mean, both Roos and I, you know, we we have we love to travel, and we love mm -hmm. to talk. We we love food tourism. We like talking about um, food and things like that. So is is he? There he is. Okay, he, <laughs> he dug yeah. out there for a minute. But so I've I've always wondered what what is Nigeria like, and where did you where did you grow up in Nigeria? Um, so Nigeria, I grew up in the capital, so big city. It's hot, but you get used to it, you know. Um, lots of people, 
you know, when you grow up in the city, it's basically like living in New York, but it's like it's like a hot New York. <laughs> yeah. But when you live like, you know, in the village, there's a bunch of sand, you see all the animals, the cows, and they're just people living their day-to-day lives. And just, everybody's just chilling, minding their own business. Um, one thing that was really weird when I first came to this country is just how um, random people, like, say hi to you on the street. You know, like, in Nigeria, you don't do that. You mind your business. It just, you know. Okay. Yeah, stay in your own lane. I bet that was probably a little bit of a really a d- issue there in Texas, huh? I mean, like you kind of get down to the because uh, is it, have you always lived in Texas since you moved over? Or was that the first place it, did you guys move to Houston first, or, or kind of how did it work there? Oh, uh, we lived in Maryland first for two years, and then we came down to Texas. Okay, which oh, one do you that. prefer? I prefer Texas because of the heat. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna fit yeah. in well in Athens, is what I can say about that. If you're if you like the heat, you're gonna do real well there. Um, yeah, it gets real warm in Georgia, real yeah, warm. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah. What was that transition like, man? I mean, uh, you know, coming from like you said, you you you're not used to people saying hi on the street, but you know, just kind of the overall vibe. You know, trying to acclimate to um, you know, Texas, which is uh, honestly quite a unique place in America. Uh, versus being in Nigeria and and just you know kind of picking up the culture there and I guess too what's been your favorite part of Texas other than the heat I guess so um, the transition it wasn't really hard but it also wasn't easy it was in between you know I had to get to know the people and then kind of fit in but I also wanted to be myself so yeah that that took some time you know people thought I was weird back when I was younger but I'm still myself like I was back then, so I now I'm cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> what I really like about Texas is just like I don't need like it's just big, you know. It's it's yeah. a cool cool state to live in. A lot yeah. of all right. So uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like there's just like a lot of food, like beef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 you're on the right hey, you're on the right show for beef lovers listen, I can that's, a, uh, that's a great lead-in i was gonna ask you all right on one hand you've got you know ne- you know kind of uh, authentic nigerian cuisine on the other hand you got authentic texas barbecue which way are you going nigerian oh nigerian all right all right yeah, yeah, this see, this is what I was really interested in here because right, I yeah. know, so if we hit, you know if we hit the Nigerian spot, all right. If we go if we go to the Nigerian place, what are we ordering, man? Like, tell me what I need to, to tell me what's on Jonah uh, Joseph Jonah Janye's uh, order list when you're going to the uh, Nigerian place. All right, personally, what I would order, I would order pounded yam and okra okay. soup. My favorite, and then on the side, I'm gonna have some. Jollof fries and some chicken with some plantains. Oh, see, now listen, I spent some time in Senegal. And so I ran into a little bit of that, that Jollof rice and the, uh, the, uh, the plantains as well. And um, so it's interesting to hear that, man. And it's that stuff. I I still think about it a lot, to be honest with you. Do do you guys have a good spot? I mean, do do you got a spot maybe in like Houston that you can go hit? No, I, I don't eat out much. I, all I eat is um, home-cooked meals. And um, jollof yeah. rice, they all taste different in whatever part of Africa you're in. Personally, Nigeria is the best. I'll taste it again. <laughs> I'll taste it on top of jollof rice, but Nigeria is definitely the best. We're just, we're just different, put it simply. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Nigerian food, from what I understand, I did a little bit of research on this. Uh, there are a lot of stews, a lot of soups. A lot of yeah. you know, like rustic, you know, like you know, different cuts. Uh, wasn't what is that? Um, I was gonna ask you, what is that kind of doughy like bread that uh, it's like? Uh, you just kind of rip off a piece of it, and <laughs> what what is that stuff called? I don't know why people compare it to bread because <laughs> it looks. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just it's just because of the whole dipping it in something and eating it. But yeah. yeah. But basically, there's all different types, but like the main ones. It's like it's wheat, 
that it grind up and then you let it sit for a little bit. And then when you want to cook it, get some hot water, then you put the grinded up wheat in the water, mix it all up, and then that's how you make it. Okay. I I, I don't yeah, know that I've ever is it is it similar to like injera? I don't know what that is. Okay, so that's like it's like <laughs> some the the, the, the Somalis, uh, the Somalian uh, cuisine. They have that or Eritrean. Uh, I've had that before, and it's like a big flatbread. It's like a big weird like, uh, you, and you kind of you kind of rip the thing off and, and dip it. So I didn't know if it was kind of the same thing, but um, I'll, have, my, I'll have to give that a shot, man. My sister's probably gonna know all of that because like. <laughs> You know, she loves Africa a lot. I only know about West Africa, but she knows about all of Africa. So yeah. I guess yeah. you mentioned when I when I talked to you before your commitment and you kind of very graciously gave us an interview and I really appreciate that still. Um you talked about your sister. Is she older or is she younger? She's younger by eleven months okay. too. Oh wow, you got so you guys are pretty you guys are pretty tight. And you you talked about kind of one of the things that you loved about that Georgia visit was how you've never seen her have so much fun, like ever. Like you said that she just kind of came out of her shell. What do you think? What do you think it was about Georgia? Was it Georgia coaches? Was it Athens? Was it the support staff? I mean, who was it that kind of got her to uh to to kind of fire on all cylinders there? I think it was all of that, but I'm gonna give it to two main people. So Coach Smart. He did a very great job. And then David Cooper, those two really made my mom and sister have a lot of fun. I'm, I was I'm David Cooper. No, yeah. I was I, I was gonna say I'm pretty curious to to know about Coach Coop. He's one of those guys that he's not on the, he's not like the coaching staff, right? But he seems like he has a hand in everything, man. He's always <laughs> got the great tweets. What can you tell us about Coach Coop, man? Because he's not a guy that like I don't feel like Georgia fans know him very well. Bro, Coach Coop, bro, he has one of the best personalities I've ever experienced on this planet. Like, when the first day I met him, like, we just clicked into, like, he knows how to get along with different types of people off rip. It's, it's actually kind of amazing. <laughs> like... I, yeah. I don't know if he's the coach that that, that I've heard this about. I, I don't know exactly. I don't know who it is, but I've had multiple people tell me that there's a support staffer that kind of either he either walks around singing all the time or he walks around dancing all the time. Is that is that Coach Coop? Is he that kind of guy that just kind of he's always moving, always making some sounds? Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though, man. Because I mean, you know, one of the things that uh, and I and I wrote a story about this years and years ago, and I haven't done it since. I probably need to. Is I wrote a story kind of about these people who make the make the engine run, you know, like at these programs. And I know you probably met a lot of them. Whether you were going, you know, I don't know how, if you got the chance to visit Oregon, but you probably saw some similar people at Oklahoma, um, some similar people at Texas Tech who are kind of the support staffers their names aren't you know maybe they don't even have big titles or anything they're just people that are involved with everything and they you know they kind of make it all work um but it's one of those interesting aspects how much did how much did those people just across the board not just coach coop but the people in oklahoma the people at texas tech the people at oregon the, those non-coaches how much of an impact did they have on your recruitment and, and how how many good relationships did you build there they had a pretty good impact you know their whole job is just to make the recruits feel comfortable and home as possible. And I feel like they all did a very good job, especially at Georgia and Oklahoma, you know. Um, yeah. What was the other question? No, no that was well, just it. And okay. yeah. No, I was I was gonna ask, I mean, like, you know, outside of Coach Coop, like we hear him a lot, right? But like were there some are some other people like that that were kind of like behind the scenes guys that you know everybody knows Trey Scott, everybody knows uh Coach Uzo Deribe. Like, you know, are there some guys besides Coach Coop that you know kind of were 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 impactful for you in a major way? Yeah, um Logan Reed, she's a great person. She also has a fun personality. She's like a female version of Coop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope she watches this and uh, gets to react to that comment. <laughs> what um so in terms of uh in terms of kind of you know your recruitment and everything and, and you said you know basically starting on that unofficial visit. 
what was the mm-hmm. moment? Like, what was that moment with Georgia that you were kind of like? Because I mean, you said going into it, Georgia was in pretty good shape going into that visit because you set it up quickly. They were a, a dream school for you. What was it? What was it that kind of clicked with you on that first visit that that made you kind of you know really dial in there? There we go. My mom called me. <laughs> uh, she wants me to. Uh, she wants me to um, make some foo foo. That's what she wants me to do. Foo foo. That's what it's called, isn't it? That's the. That's the. the oh, that's the dip. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna watch this later and be like, "Oh shit, I messed up." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. Um, well, do we need to let you go? Do you got to get going? I mean, I, listen, I ain't trying to get in the way at dinner time. I'm going to text her. Now I'm doing the interview. She'll understand. She's sure. <laughs> it's the first on Bark After Dark, I got to say. It uh, is. We've never had, we've never had to, t- I, I mean, I've texted my mom uh, on yeah. Bark After Dark at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but I don't know that we've ever had a guest do it. So yeah, uh, I, well, I don't know that I've ever come between become between a family and their supper before. I mean, I feel bad about this. Yeah, well, you know, Huggy Bear had to go wash that time. So yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> oh man, my bad. Oh, you're oh, good, man. No problem. Hey, awesome. Let me let me let me skip my last question because you know that I think that's probably been asked before. I do want to ask you this though. Um, obviously Oklahoma was in good shape for you for a while. How hard was it kind of calling them and telling them that it wasn't going to be them? It was, it was, um, shoot, man. <laughs> I had just woke up from a nap and, um, coach Bates was texting me. So I just called him and like, it, it was, it was, I don't want to say it was awkward, but. I had to man up and just say, like, hey, coach, I don't think I'm going to be coming to OU. And that's exactly what I did. And he took it like a man, you know. And he was just like, all right, well, that sucks. You know, he, <laughs> he really wanted me to come there. like, And we had built such a close bond, too. So, well, Yeah, I feel, I, like, that's, I feel like that's something that folks don't really understand because uh, I've talked to a lot of different recruits who, who kind of have, have that, that same thing. It's like – you have to tell them no. You build a lot of really close relationship. I mean, these guys are good at building relationships. They like building these relationships. That's why they like to recruit. And, you know, you connect with some dudes and then, you know, and, and get to know them and, and they speak into your life, right? They, they, they give you, you know, they're probably conversations you have with Coach Bates that made your day better um, over yeah. the past couple of years that he lifted you up and probably got you in a better mood. And then to have to tell them no, it just, I mean – it probably is the 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 worst part of this entire process for a lot of guys is just having to call those coaches and tell them no. Yeah. Well, Jake uh, Jake asked his question, and I'll ask you mine. Um, let's assume uh, for the we're, we're going to suspend reality in a big way here because this is not even close to the truth. But let's assume that I'm a five star recruit and uh, I'm considering Georgia, and uh, you and I are hanging out on a visit. How are you going to sell me? Tell me what it is. What what got what got you sold, and and how are you going to sell me on uh, what it is about Georgia for you? So the type of person I am, I'm completely blunt and honest all the time. So I'm just telling them the truth. Like I'll be like, bro, if you want to go to the league and you want to get developed and you have like high NFL dreams, this is the place to be. Especially if you play on defense. That's exactly what I'm saying. Kind of an arguable at this point. I think that yeah. it would be hard to argue with you. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You're 16 years old, all right? Mm-hmm. I think you turned 17 in November, like November 20th or something. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how? How does this happen? <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you should be kind of – you should be kind of a – I mean, like, even if your birthday, even if you turned 18 on November the 20th, you wouldn't be an old senior. You would just kind of be a regular age senior. But you should be a 2025 kid. How did you end up uh, ahead of the game like this? Um, I think it's because I didn't do second grade when I got here. 
I skipped the second grade and went straight to the third grade. And yeah. Well, I, I, you got to under, and I think you probably know this, especially living in Texas now. Largely, it operates the the other way. Uh, you know, <laughs> normally, yeah. normally, normally, if you're a big kid, you get held back <laughs> a year or two. Yeah. Uh, so you, it's not normally that you skip a grade. So uh, much. Yeah. I don't credit. know if you got any. I don't know if you're going to have any 19 year old teammates this year, but uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, it can happen. Um, I, I don't listen. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I will a little bit. Justin Williams, we hear a lot about Georgia there. How you feeling about it, and what are you saying to him? I guess you're giving him that pitch you just gave to us, yeah? Yeah. To be honest, I've been praying every single day that he comes to Georgia, and I feel in my heart, I feel like he's gonna come. That's just me. Hopefully, he does, because playing with him would be amazing. You know, he's. Yeah. He's I was going to ask, how, how special would it be if you guys were able to keep this thing going? He's basically my older brother. That's what Justin is to me. He's taught me a lot, you know. Those days in um, practice, they were conditioning, and I'm, like, out of it, gassed. You know, he always keeps me going. And just the competition, you know. Yeah. So, yeah well, my last question for you is also related to him. We see his film, all right? Uh, it's really impressive, and he's a five-star prospect. How good is he up close? How good is he in person? I, mean, I know a lot of times you're. I know a lot of times you're engaged and you're trying to beat a block or you're trying to do your own thing, but you probably get a chance to get a glimpse of him, you know, from here or there. And I mean, is he the number one linebacker in the country? Is he that good? Most definitely, bro. At practice, let me tell you a funny story. So, at practice, we have no pads on, so we have no pads on. So I'm doing my own thing, you know, trying to work my moves and whatnot. And out the corner of my eye, I see Justin run, like, full speed at this little kid with no pads on, this sophomore that has football dreams, and just hit-stick him. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't care at all. And then, not to mention in games, like, when we do have pads on, he's in full beast mode. He He doesn't care. You know, he just... Tells us what's to go, looks at his reads, and then finds the opening. He's blowing it up. You know, Justin, like, I remember when, like, this whole ranking stuff, like, when I started getting ranked, I'm like, why isn't Justin a five-star? This was back when he was a four-star. Like, why is he not a five-star number one in the nation? Like, dude runs a 4-4. Like, what? Yeah. And he's strong as heck, too, so – yeah, but he, he finally got the ranking he deserves, so I'm proud of him. I'm happy. Yeah. No doubt. Um, I My last question for you uh, tonight, Joseph, is, um, you know, uh, Georgia is building a, a tremendous class. Obviously, the success has been great. Um, but, you know, tell us a little bit about you as a person. Um, you know, what do you like? What do you do away from football? Um, you know, people get caught up in guys as a player, um, but I, you're, you're so much more than that. You know, what do you like to do when you're not uh, out there, you know, sweating it out and, and uh, running running sprints and, and hitting guys in the mouth? So when you first meet me, everybody says I'm intimidating. And I, I'm I, believe, little... I would believe that, but that's because of your size, to be honest. Yeah. With you. <laughs> Just my resting face. My resting face is kind of, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm a cool guy. I'm silly. I'm goofy. You know, like, I'm still a kid. You know, I just turned 16 a couple months ago, so I'm, I'm still a kid. But, you know, I try to be mature as possible. Um, when I'm not playing football, I either like to read or I love to work out. If I was a football player, I'd be chasing bodybuilding or powerlifting. I just like to lift heavy stuff. And then I like to drive, too. I just like cruising. What do you uh, what do you read? I'm curious. What do I read? I like to read um science fiction and mostly nonfiction. I don't really dig fiction like that. No. I'm with you. I'm with you. Same here, man. Hey man, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh we'll let you get to dinner. 
Uh, cause, uh, I know you, you, you know, gotta get, listen, my mama needs the foo-foo and we get, we ain't yeah, gonna hold yeah. it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a growing boy, dude. Apparently you were like, what did you play at this past season? Like two, two forty, two fifty, And now you're was, like two seventy five. Yeah. I was two thirty. Okay. 30. And then playoffs, that's when I stepped into the two forty range. And then off season at the beginning of, of off season, I was two fifty, bulked up all the way to two seventy five. Now I'm trying to stay at like 265. I'm just trying to like put on more muscle, you know, be as conditioned as possible. Goodness. Hey, they need to put some of these uh, lighter offensive linemen on that Nigerian food diet and, uh, and get them <laughs> beefed up. It's working for you, dude. Hey, thanks so much and best of luck to you going forward, dude. You, uh, you take care, all right? Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow. Whew. It's a big man. That's a big 16-year-old man. Yes. No question. I'm, I'm 39. It. I'm 23 years older than him, and he would beat me to, like, to, to a pulp, like, in a moment. So Yeah, um, you'd, you'd, you would be, you'd be dead. You know, listen, I, I say this about guys all the time. Guys like him, guys like Derrick Henry, uh, guys like uh, Ben Cleveland, um, uh, Tate Ratledge. Thank God that they're good guys, that they're sweet people. <laughs> because if they weren't, okay, if they weren't, we'd Menacing. all be in trouble. Yeah. Menaces. Anytime yeah. you walked by a man like that and he was a loose cannon, you're just in so much danger and you don't even know it. It's like uh, it's like being in the same room with like a Presda Canario or a Cane Corso dog or something. And I mean, if it snaps, there's nothing you can do. Not one I'm, thing. I, I got to tell you, though, I'm so stunned by that kid, man, to be sick, just to turn 16 years old and to be as mature as he is and just have a, you know, Dude, if you if you'd put me on something like this when I was 16 years old, I would have made a damn fool of myself. I would have been, yeah. I would have looked like a moron. Uh, that kid has such clear direction on where he wants to go, what he wants to be, what he wants to do. Um, I, I I'm just blown away. Yeah, 100. percent And uh, he's an impressive kid. And uh, you know, Georgia did their homework on him and. You know, this one kind of falls into, you know, sadly that sadly Matt Godwin, Matt Godwin is no longer at Georgia. I texted him the other day and I was like, man, get rid of Matt Godwin and you go on a recruiting run like this. How about that? Yeah. And uh, he, he gave me a chuckle back. He, he thought I was pretty funny. But, uh, you know, if, you, if if Matt was on here, I think Matt would probably refer to that recruitment like, right there like it was Malachi Starks. Like, it can't be this easy, can it? And sometimes yeah. it is. I mean, sometimes – you know, I believe I brought up like NCAA, you know, when you get those coaching points built up on NCAA 14, you offer, you get them. That's kind of how this worked, man. And uh, uh, Georgia came in there with kind of a little bit of a late offer. They actually, if not, if I'm not under, uh, misunderstanding this, I think Trey Scott was kind of like, we like you, man, but we need, we need you to put on some weight. And then he put on some weight, definitely. He got his offer. And then it was, uh, it was on at that point. And, you know, it shows you how much he liked Georgia that he, um, you know, that, that he had what he had to say about Coach Bates from Oklahoma, but he was still able to, you know, still had to man up and, and tell him the bad news with a guy that he had built a relationship with for a pretty long yeah, and time. I feel, I, feel, I feel for these kids, man. You know, like I think a lot of people think of it from the glitz and glamour standpoint. I'm not saying there's not that. I mean, you've got, you know, some of the finest programs in America flying you out to wine and dine you and, and give you, you know, tours of – incredible buildings and all this stuff but at the same time at the end of the day you can only go one place and it's hard to say no to somebody it is it's tough especially somebody who's offering you the world um i think is what people lose sight of so um just super impressed with the guy man and uh looking forward to covering him um looking forward to following his career uh sky's the limit for joseph jonah and shania all right, let's put these people on the road. Let them get back to their lives. And for me, let's do it. because right. uh, I got uh, let's, uh, let's do a little Jake. We had one of these. A little Jake on Jake. 
right. Uh, uh, didn't somebody guess it? Didn't somebody guess the real name? They did. They did. They did. <laughs> they and did. if you didn't well, know the real name, what we were originally going to call this was Jake and Off, and we decided not to do that. <laughs> and then we're not going to say it much anymore. I, I really wish we we we're just not we're not uh we're not ballsy enough to do that. Um, but no, uh, so I'm, I'm going to go first tonight because I've got a good right. question for you. All right, you've, you've covered some events. You've covered a national championship game. Um, yep. You've covered the Army All-American Bowl, the opening. You've done some stuff. What is the most overrated thing? The most uh, – there just wasn't a whole lot to it, man. The reason I say this, I'm saying this from a point of SEC media days. They suck. I hate them. Yeah. Uh, so we're, let's get that out of the way right now. But what's the most overrated event that you've ever covered? You're kind of like, ah, I just don't get it. All right, so I, I'm going to have to cage this one pretty heavily because there is one thing that came to mind immediately, and I think it is the thing, and I would say it's Georgia-Florida. Um, but that's because the stadium sucks. That stadium is awful, man, uh, especially as somebody in the stadium, uh, walking around the corridors of it. The, the photo room is the photo room's like the wide receiver's room. Um, so you're just like sitting at the desks that like, uh, the Jaguars do. I mean, Chris Conley and I probably shared a desk at one point, um, but it's uh, the stadium. The stadium in Jacksonville sucks. Now, everything else about Jacksonville is great. I, I enjoyed it tremendously. I think it's fantastic. Um, uh, Kirby's pressers are wild. I think a lot of people think like how cool it would be to go to Kirby's pressers. It's it's not. It's it's a it's a it's a real slag. Like think of think of. Um, when you go to a meeting at work and you're like, this could have been an email. That's what Kirby's yeah. press conference is for the most part. Um, I mean, they're, they're neat things. I'm not saying that like, I'm not glad that I had the opportunity to cover them uh, at all, but of the things I've covered, those are probably two of the lesser things. Um, Kirby smart is just not going to give anything away. Like he doesn't want to do the press or he doesn't want to be there. It's not something that if he could write it out of his job description, he would not do it. Um, he does not relish it and I, I don't necessarily blame him for it. Um, but like I said, the, the stadium at, uh, uh, at what was it? Is it ever, it's not ever bank anymore. Is it? It's TIAA bank field. TIAA, yeah. Um, that's a, that stadium sucks, man. And it sucked when I was a fan. I didn't think it was a good, a good stadium as a fan. I love the passion. I love the pageantry around the world's greatest outdoor cocktail party. The, when you're talking about the tailgating, it's tremendous. I love hanging on Jack's beach, but the stadium overall uh, sucks. I would say. I've I never, never, I will, um, and I will say that, but I will say this before anybody gets crazy with it, because I know people on Twitter will say this, keep it in Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't care if they keep it in Jacksonville or not, but I will say this. Um, I've never been blown away by the stadium, I've never really had a big problem with the stadium other than the food that they serve the media. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, you know. So, cafeteria food. It is. And we were talking to Staples about this. So, you know, I've got a routine that I that I go by now to make sure that I get fed before I go in there. So um, but I've always I've always enjoyed my time down there. I've probably been to that game you know, as a fan, as a student, as a, as a, as a, uh, working, I've probably been to that game there more than any other game period. I've seen Georgia and Auburn play the most. I feel like I don't think I've missed a Georgia Auburn game at home since 1995. I don't think I've missed a Georgia Auburn game in Sanford stadium since 1995. So I've seen them all since then, but, um, yeah, what you got? All right, so um, I'm going to stick in this vein. Uh, I didn't really know what I was going to ask you coming into it, but I'm going to kind of stick into this vein. What's the place you're most excited to go to that you haven't been? Because um, Georgia, you know, you've got Texas coming up now. Austin will be great. Um, you know, you haven't had a chance to go to Kyle Field and play. Like, th there's some stuff lingering out there for Georgia in the next couple of years. What are you most looking forward to, man? Because we've done a lot of great trips, but – what's something that's kind of eluded you? I mean, we've been to Austin together too. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I want to go to Austin. I really do want to go back to Austin and I, I want to, you know, I, I, we've talked about maybe doing an RV trip and documenting the whole we thing. We need to do that. Um, I, I agree. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, Rusty, Rusty had a good point though. He said, you know, it'd be a lot of fun getting there, but you turn around and come back, you know, I mean, you know, air quality in that thing is going to be bad. 
You're scraping um, me off the floors. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you're, you're just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we just burn the RV and fly back. I don't know. Where but, have you uh, not been in the West, though? Uh, what, SEC no. West? Yeah. Um, Arkansas and Texas A&M, I believe. And clearly you've never been. Now, wait, but you have been to. You went to War Memorial, didn't you? But you didn't go to no. Fayetteville. Arkansas? No, I haven't been to anything in Arkansas. Oh, oh, I, you didn't go to that game? The COVID game. No, it was it was the first year of the COVID season, and and uh, Brandon Marcello uh, was working for 24-7 at the time, and Brandon Marcello lived out there, and so he just kind of went and covered it, and they didn't have to send me to travel. Okay, um, okay. But I've been everywhere else, I'm pretty sure. Um, I know I've been to LSU, Ole Miss. Huh? You haven't been to Gainesville, have you? In the East, I'm saying. No, I've been to Gainesville. No, yeah. haven't haven't been in Gainesville, haven't been to Kyle Field, haven't been to Arkansas. Um, and I think that's gonna I think you, that's gonna, it. gonna assume you haven't been in Norman. No, I haven't been in Norman. Uh, I've yeah. been through Oklahoma. I drove through Oklahoma one time, but I've never been to Norman. And I have been obviously I've been to Austin, but I haven't and we drove by DKR when we were there, but I yeah. didn't uh, I didn't get to go in. I you know the funny thing is, so uh I'm gonna take a roundabout way of explaining this. I'm a big Tom Segura fan the comedian, huge Tom Segura fan. He just, he gets, he, he is my sense of humor. All right. Well, I, I was listening to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. Cause I love listening to comedians on Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't like it when they get into all the scientific stuff. I don't know what the heck's going on. I just like to laugh. And so he, they were talking about places to eat in Austin. And apparently there's this wild game place where you can get rattlesnake sausage. Oh, and I've been thinking about it ever since because you know I'm an adventurous eater. Like I like to I like to try stuff, and um, I really do want to go to like a wild game place and like eat some you know some rattlesnake sausage and some. some I've had rabbit before. I've had squirrel before. Um, you know, just uh, you know maybe some uh, maybe some ostrich. I've never had ostrich. Um, I'd like to try that at some point. Uh, you know, just stuff like that. So um, Austin is such an eclectic city, and it's so large. Um, I was thinking about this in terms of SEC. Does Austin immediately become the biggest city in the SEC? Yeah, I think so. I'm almost certain. I mean, it's got to be right. Things. Yeah, I don't think anything, I don't even know that anything comes close. Um, Nashville. Uh, yeah, that would be your biggest comp. Yeah, that would be the only close comp, in my opinion. I mean, cl- I mean, Columbia is the the capital, but it's not uh, of. Uh, uh, of South Carolina, that's not going to stack up, though. Yeah, I don't um, think so either. Uh, Lexington I mean, and Gainesville are pretty large, but not that large. Not like not no no no. They're not like metro areas. Um, yeah, so I would um, think so. I would, I would I would be I'd be shocked. Yeah, so yeah, the, you know I I like cities, man. I always have. Um, you know, I mean, you and I went, you and I went to uh, to you went from Pearson. It makes sense. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was Austin, man. We could have, you know, we got on what is it, Sixth Street? Is that what it is? What is the yeah, street we're there? All, yeah, yeah. I mean, you throw a rock, and there's kind of a cool place to walk into. Um, you know, throw a rock, you find a tattoo joint with a guy willing to sell you some narcotics too. But um, you know. <laughs> anything uh, you like, need, you can find on Sixth Street in Austin. I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I'm excited to go back to Austin because you know you and I had that day trip there, and uh, and you know we got we went in, we ate at Stubbs because everything we got there late, and then you know, it was like one o'clock, and so everything else was kind of down. Had some Stubbs, went to a bar, hung out with a friend's sister, and and uh, goofed off for a little bit, and then went back because we had to get to a dinner in San Antonio. So um, I will know, say, I will say this: San Antonio underrated. Underrated city. I would agree with that. Riverwalk in San Antonio is pretty I, I have enjoyed my time in San Antonio. Now, what I would say, you got to get out of the hotels. You go get an Airbnb in one of the little neighborhoods. Go find some joints. But they got they got the places, man. They got cool neighborhood bars, great breweries, great restaurants. Uh, it's a walkable city, which I enjoy. So, yeah, uh, San Antonio, great. I had a great time there. That's what led us to Austin. But uh, Austin, uh, that's going to be a fun trip. We have to, we have to get the RV. It's not a question. Yeah, well, we're just gonna make, we're just gonna stream bark after dark 
for like 48 hours uh, from yeah. the RV. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I hope they have a little table in there. I'm going to be, gonna be like fear and loathing. It's going to be fear and loathing, but it's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be doing lines of gold bond off the, off the, uh, <laughs> off the rusty thighs, man. <laughs> All right, we're going off the rails. It's been Bark After Dark. We'll be back uh, this coming Monday, but it will be a taped show. It will be a recorded show because of SEC Media Days. Uh, Palmer and I, because Palmer is the producer, and we are a little bit in shambles without him tonight. I'm not going to lie. I miss um, you, Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> Come home. Pete. Palmer, we need you back. Come back. Come home. Hey, shout out um, but, to uh, Joseph Jonah Jagne, uh for joining yeah. Bark After Dark tonight. Also, get over birddogs.com slash dogs. Use our promo code. Get over there. Get you some of the best shorts that you're ever going to wear. I can promise you that. I'm not only the uh, sponsor, I'm also a member. <laughs> Tom Bosley. That's from who? That's from Tom Bosley. He used to say that about Hair Club for Men. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Go. God bless we'll us see all. You guys later on. Next Good night. Week. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.